this boat into the water Find a way to win a couple dollars Where the man says there's a cold front coming down Bring it on, I've seen it all Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have on the line with us the teddy bear. Oh, no, it's not the teddy bear. It's the grizz. And then we also... Yeah, don't call me teddy bear. <laughs> People get the wrong opinion of me. <laughs> and then we have Will uh, from Late Hemet, which is uh, in California, and it's part of Cal Parks Company, which is, has nothing to do with uh, California government, but they've got, uh, I believe, 24 different facilities, marinas and uh, campgrounds and such in California. And if you're going to be visiting California... Um, we got some great stuff for you. Now, Will is it, you know, again, again at Lake Hemet, so we're going to get a little bit of report from him, and you know, see what's see what's happening in in this part of the world. Will, welcome to Fish Talk Radio. Thank you. And I guess the one of the subjects that's on everybody's mind right now is that California, in particular, has suffered a like a five year drought of world, I mean, record proportions. You know, up, up where. Uh, up where I am in Santa Barbara, you know, the closest lake to us is, I don't I think it's starting to come up a little bit, but it was down to somewhere around 7% of capacity. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're still at 50% here. We've gained uh, definitely some water, um, and the levels are coming up. We're moving docks, so we're, we're definitely starting to see that uh, rain that we want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the other important thing is uh, farther north of us in the Sierras, they're getting quite a good snowpack, which supplies our water throughout the rest of the year. Right, right. That's real important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're getting more active in planting um, trout. Uh, what what kind of fishing do you find at Hemet? Yeah, we have uh, trout fishing, um, which is great this time of year. We've uh, been stocked by fishing game already a handful of times since the beginning of the year. So plenty of trout out here. They're staying up in the upper portion of the water column because it's cool. Our water temp today was 46. So it's definitely a little chilly, but good for trout fishing. And uh, we have catfish and bluegill and bass are great in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And what do you have at Lake Hemet besides uh, fishing? Yeah, you We've got, got uh, kind of 600, uh, 600 campsites, full uh, hookups, <laughs> yeah. and um, we're putting in 10 brand new camper cabins from Cavco, uh, fully manufactured, insulated, heated with electricity, um, so if you're not the uh, rough kind of camper, you can definitely <laughs> come out and see us and uh, yeah. do a little camping and bonfire, but have a cabin to stay in. Yeah, well, especially this time of the year, you know, you know, throwing out a uh, sleeping bag with a pup tent is not... <laughs> Not what any I'm time for. of the year, John. <laughs> any time. I do not sleep on the ground anymore. <laughs> well, that's old John farts. John been that, now I deserve the best. Yeah, so it sounds go. like those cabins they got is just right for the Grizz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go. yeah, they're really nice. They're brand new. We'll have them all installed. We've got our first two already in and up and operational as of the beginning of the year, and we'll have eight more coming by the end of February. Wow. Oh, that sounds great. How many bedroom are they? They're a two-room cabin with uh, bunk beds in the back. It'll sleep four in there with a closet, and we also have a pull-out um, queen sofa sleeper that'll allow up to six people to stay in there. Mm-hmm. You got a kitchen in them? They do not have a kitchen. We do have um, actually a deli on property, um, which we serve food out of up at the store, and uh, we also have a uh, restroom unit and shower that we put in brand stinking new just for the cabin. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, well, it sounds great. Are you going to invite me to come up there and stay in them for a couple of nights? Yeah, you de- you better come see us. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I haven't been up in that part of the woods in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, ever since you're in your 60s, right? There we go again, John. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grizz. I just can't help myself. You're younger than I. I know, but you better start helping yourself. Okay, well, Grizz, all I can say is that you'll never be as old as I am. I know, because you're older than I am. That's right. That's right. So, but no, that sounds good to take a fly ride and go up there and kind of get away from this uh, hot weather that we have down here. And, you know, I live in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's 82 right now. Yeah. Yeah, what? that's a little warmer than us. I think we're looking at a high of 49 today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, those cabins sound pretty good. But uh, the important thing to remember is that, uh, you know, if if people have a chance to sneak away in the wintertime, there's less crowds, and it sounds like the fishing is great, and it's a beautiful beautiful area that you're in. Yeah, and we have... Well, there's something about going out in the winter, as long as you got a cabin and warm, to be able to open up that door with a steaming cup of coffee... And see the steam from your breath come out and look at the beauty of nature and then run back in and get in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we have a, we, all our decks on these cabins will be facing the lake, so we have a lake view right from the deck of your cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much a pretty good sized lake? You said you got 600 campsites. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good campsite. Uh, we have uh, about 199 of those that are full hookups, so if you're looking to bring an RV or, or something like that, and we have dry camps all the way down mm-hmm. that uh, sit right on the edge of the lake. Mm-hmm. And what's your altitude? We're at like 4,300. Okay, so you might be getting some snow in the next month or two. Yeah, we, we hope to see the snowpack. If we don't get it here at the lake level, there's plenty of mountains around us that surround us. We're hoping to see that snowpack come in so we can get that when it melts and uh, come fill our lake up a little more. You're exactly right. Well, we, we mentioned a little bit about the, the drought that California had suffered. And it, one of the things that, that uh, I find interesting is that most people believe that things go in a straight line. In other words, you know, if you have three years of drought, that means we're ne- it's never going to rain again. You know, they think that if uh, the stock market's going up, it's going to continue going up forever. And if the real estate market is, you know, makes a jump, then they figured, well, next year it's going to be even more. But everything, well, those are ignorant people. Well, everything goes in cycles. And, you know, it looks like we're kind of passing through this drought cycle. Hopefully, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, people, you just have to remember that there's so many climatic factors that come into play. And it just all depends on how these cycles come together. I mean, it's like in uh, Alaska, the pink salmon, it's like uh, every other year, you know, is, is the way it works. And there's um, cycles that go in, you know, one or two year cycles, five year cycles or 500 year cycles. And it, it all depends on, you know, how these cycles come together. So it's uh, it, it looks like this year is going to be a good year for you guys. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. And the, on your lakes, do you allow motorboats? 
Yeah, here at Lake Hemet, we do. We have we actually have a fleet of uh, little fishing motorboats. They got five horse Mercury motor on it, a little aluminum boat you can come out and rent for the day. And we also have pontoon boats. We'll get a couple new new ones actually this season also. Good. Can you fish from the pontoon boats, or are they just pleasure? Yeah, no, you can definitely fish from them. We get a lot of families that take those mm-hmm. out for the day, do a little bit of fishing, anchor up, and do some trout fishing. And you can bring your uh, private boat out here, too. The lawn tramp's still functioning. We just have a low-level lawn tramp this time mm-hmm. of the year. Well, I I believe that uh, the pontoons are the only way to go. Yeah, the, the great thing about them is they're so comfortable. And you can take... You know, you can take a bunch of people, bring the kids out. They can get up and walk around. They don't have to sit down and shut up. And uh, they're, you know, they're just... They have uh, to shut up. (laughs) Or take a walk around. Yeah, or take a walk around, yeah. Yeah, and we're dog-friendly, too, so you can bring, you know, Fido out if you want to have your dog with you. And bring him out and do some camping or take him out on the boat. Well, that sounds fantastic. You know, you you don't have to uh, have an RV. You just show up. And I would assume that you can probably show up with, you know, without any fishing gear or or anything. Just show up. Yep, we've got everything here if they need it, and including um, we have some RV rentals and, and a park model also if mm-hmm. they want to stay cool. for a night and something a little fancier. Right. And I know in the area that you're in, there's other to do than besides going out on the lake. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. We have hiking up here in uh, Thomas Mountain. Idlewild's a great little town to go visit. Oh, it's beautiful. We have a lot going on, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's a little, little mountain community, very tourist area, but it's beautiful. But uh, anyway, we're going to have to close this one up. we only got a few seconds left. How do we get in touch? It's uh, calparksco.com. And then I think once you go to that, it's C-A-L, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, C-A-L-P-A-R-K-C-O. Dot com, is dot that right? com. Yeah, yeah, and then you can also visit Lake Hemet Recreation. Okay, com as well. perfect, perfect. So come on, get on out of here, everybody. Okay, we're going to have to take off. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Thank you, Will. We appreciate you joining us. And great, stay there. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet, just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather, world-renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red-ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Fish ain't biting, fish ain't biting, fish ain't biting around here no more. Fish ain't biting, fish ain't biting no more. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And uh, just in the last couple of minutes, Marco Farrell uh, just walked in. He's our uh, um, angler real estate person. So if you're looking to, for some real estate pretty much anywhere in the world, I don't know if you've sold anything in Cuba yet or not, but uh, I'm sure you will. Not yet, but I've been there, and it's, oh, really? uh, it's, yeah. it's an amazing, amazing place. Yeah. Well, we have uh, a premier expert on traveling to Cuba on the line, and we also have the Grizz. So what we're going to be doing is probably for the – actually, normally we do one segment, but this – Today, I think it's so important that we'll probably see if we can hold everybody over and do the uh, two 12-minute segments. And um, we there's, there's been a lot of buzz. Uh, apparently, just recently, Alaska Airlines um, did their inaugural flight from Los Angeles direct to Havana. And there's a lot of different airlines now that, that fly there. So just uh, what we'd like to do is, first of all, uh, talk to Phil about a lot of the confusion that's happened and how things are changing and how difficult or easy it is uh, for an American citizen to go to Cuba as, wink, wink, a tourist. So, Phil, if you if you kind of give us a little bit of an idea on what, uh, uh, you know, what, what the real story is. Okay, well, first, going back to the airline thing. Anyway, thanks for having me, John. I almost forgot. You mesmerized me into a lull here. Um, As far as the airlines are concerned, on the day of the inauguration, there will be 20 flights from various places in the United States to Cuba. So the availability of flights, I mean, they are, I know Florida was leading the way, of course, but the fact they've added California, New York, and and a a ton of other cities. it's really going to make this a booming tourist season in, in downtown Havana. Already mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, the restrictions as it stands, there are no, there are 12 categories, which you must fit in one of those categories. Those are self 
for claim categories. In other words, if I was, it's as simple as if I was a car, if I'm a carpenter and I want to go down there and I want to see, I want to help a Cuban person uh, construct a wall, uh, whatever, share my expertise in that field, whatever field it is, um, any occupation, that is legal under people to people contact. Uh, and you simply, when you purchase your airline tickets, you simply check whichever box it is you uh, you want to travel under, and um, and you assume that you are legal. Um, there is no paperwork to be given to OFAC, United States government. Your visa is issued by the Cuban government upon request, uh, and they simply run your name, your uh, passport number, and your date of birth through their database. And if you don't uh, pop up on their blacklist, then you're issued a visa. Uh, the combination visa and insurance policy together is around $100. Hmm. Uh, the insurance policy covers you for 30 days in Cuba, full coverage, um, including, uh, I think it's $10,000 towards an evacuation fee if you need it. Wow. Um, so that's uh, the, ins- yeah. the insurance is uh, basically health insurance, liability insurance, or what? Uh, actually, health insurance. Mm-hmm. No, no such thing as liability insurance. Um your health insurance just guarantees you that no matter where you are, if you have a headache, you can walk into the closest clinic and they will give you, mm-hmm. you know, an aspirin if they mm-hmm. have it. Yeah, they got um, it. <laughs> if they have it, yeah. <laughs> um, it is a good. It is always a good travel policy anywhere, but especially in Cuba. Mm-hmm. If you have any um, special needs, you know, if you are prone to headaches, make sure you have your medicine. There is no Walgreens on the street corner. Well, you know, now that you're on that subject, let's cover that a little bit. Um, okay. Apparently, the educational system um, and the medical system um, with a setup under Castro is uh, some of the best in the world. I mean, I, apparently, there's um, the education in Cuba is pretty much second to none, um, and you know, it's a social, been a socialist country. And their medical facilities, you know, are, you know, they've got a lot of well-trained teachers and doctors. The only problem is, my understanding, if uh, if you get your doctorate degree and you become a medical doctor, um, you earn about 200 bucks a month, and that's it. Well, actually, it's a little less than that. Okay. Um, the, only, the only positive side to that is if you go to law school and get your law degree, you make a few dollars less than a doctor a month, which is about $36 or $38. So, a month? For some reason, the lawyers are $36, um, But for some reason, the lawyers in Cuba seem to still drive Mercedes. <laughs> um, so there's, there's a certain... <laughs> Paternal uh, yeah. uh, agreement that they have, or something they teach in law school, it helps. The educational and the health systems of Cuba, uh, no doubt, are the bright, uh, the shining stars of, of Castro's government, and he flat, has flattered them and uh, sold them worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors that returned from the U.S. Uh, having worked in Cuba, one of them is a, actually one of my doctors, commented on uh, that before he left, he doubted that their training would be that good because of the way they their medical school is set up. They pretty much start school studying medicine, and for six years, that's what they study. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that time, they ha- they're equivalent to a GP. And um, 
if they want to go ahead and specialize in another field, then that requires more schooling, i.e. surgeon, radiologist, whatever. Um, but the quality of care is excellent. Where it falls short is their lack of um, the ability to, to, to get the equipment they need. Mm-hmm. Um be it a stent for a heart or be it an um, artificial limb, be it whatever, um, or even the artificial knee to replace a knee. Those are very, very difficult um, uh, commodities to come by in Cuba, unless you are either really well-connected or very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, you know, their salaries are low, but basically the government gives them housing and, and uh, subsistence. Yeah, they're subsidized, and uh, many of the doctors are some of the first that have branched out in the private uh, sector, not not practicing medicine in private, but uh, they're casta particular, which bed and breakfast owners. Um, they Many of them have started restaurants. Um, but um, in Cuba, and this is something that I've, I've had explained to doctors, American doctors, a lot this past year, is it puzzles them why someone would become a doctor, study so hard when the, the pay is actually so low. And um, and it, you have to go back in time to a, a point where uh, the doctor, even in a small town, who was taking cabbages and chickens in payment, was a very well-respected man. Yeah. Um, many times the town leader. I mean, he was an educated man, very well-respected. Cuban doctors have that um, that respect. It's still mm-hmm. a very honored profession to be a doctor in Cuba, no matter how poor you are. Yeah. Interesting. And but talking about pro- I think excuse me for that, but I think a lot of that is from the heart. You know, somebody that wants to help people regardless of their pay. You know? Yeah. Well the story it's I did like on me, you know, I'm a I'm a doctor in biology and I can't make a living on it at all, but you know, to teach children and stuff about snakes and stuff like that, I do it and not gonna make a penny. And I've met a lot of doctors, especially down here in Mexico, that do not make anything, like you said, chickens and and beef and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, give them to them. Uh, they study in Mexico City. They go out to these poor areas, these communities, and they're doctors, and they do it because they want to help people. Mm-hmm. I think they don't, money's not that important. Mm-hmm. Well, the School of the Americas, and that's um, just west of Havana, is an international medical school that um, that admits students from Africa. They've got about thirty students from America, actually, in their present time, and they give them a free education, um, a six-year education, with the stipulation that no matter where they relocate in the world, they'll dedicate the first two years of their practice to serving the poor. Hmm. That's the payment that that Cuba hmm. expects. Um, you know, in in repayment for the years of schooling they have, um, so it's um, it's like I said, it's 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 a walk back in time. But keep in mind too that um, a Cuban doctor doesn't wake up every morning and walk into his office every morning looking at two hundred fifty thousand dollars malpractice insurance yeah, premiums every year. You know, so it's yeah. a whole different outlook on on the field of medicine. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And then apparently there is free enterprise does exist. Absolutely, yeah. There's a growing middle class in Cuba right now. Mm-hmm. One of the beautiful things I've, I've, one of the things that I've really appreciated over the last three years is watching this little budding um, private economy grow and, and grow extremely at an extremely rapid rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with it, it comes along the sense of optimism and the sense of creating net worth and, and creating a, 
um, you know, some sort of a heritage that you can hand down to your children, uh, other than just the, the family Bible and uh, an old yeah, picture they, they of can. your well, we're century gonna, grandmother. We're, you know? we're going to have to take a break in about a minute. Um, but uh, is uh, ownership of private property allowed now? Absolutely. You can own your home, buy and sell your house, buy and sell your car. You, only rest- you have more restrictions on your horse than you do your car. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a minute because, you know, they talk about all the old cars and taxis down there. But appara- They're there. Uh, but, well, they are there, but apparently there's only a certain amount of them and they can't be replaced. And so the people that, that own the taxis and drive the taxis, uh, you know, they can charge whatever they want to charge because, you know, there's, there's not much competition. Well, it actually, actually, it's um, the prices have risen. Um, for so long, they were very low, but they're they're moderate thirty dollars, thirty five dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we're going to take out of here in just a minute, but, but when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation, and I think we've learned a lot about Cuba. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the real reason we want to talk about Cuba, and that is uh, the fishing, maybe the hunting. Uh, and the, uh, the echo tourism. So that, uh, anyway, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and please go to fishtalkradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with the Grizz, it is uh, asobproductions.com, or go to Mike Ritz on Facebook. And uh, Phil, we're going to talk about visiting Cuba some more. We'll be right back with you on Fish Talk Radio. Make Lake Hemet your mountain lake escape in the San Jacinto mountain range near Idlewild. The bustling summer season has left the lake quiet and peaceful, perfect for fishing, boating, and RV camping. Visit LakeHemetRecreation.com for details. That's LakeHemetRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Everybody always gets his one Me, I always get my way When you talk about that five-pound bass son, Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And uh, we have uh, Marco that's, I don't know what he's doing, posting, posting on Facebook or something while we're talking? Or, that's right. And uh, Marco and the Grizz are going to be do, taking over the show next week because I'm not going to be able to be here. And uh, so I'm sure that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, you guys stay tuned because you're going to have the best show you ever heard in your life. <laughs> Michael and the Grizz telling lies, talking about fishing, hunting, everything you can imagine. Well, I have to, I have to say, we won't have John around because I, <laughs> you won't have John to pick on, huh? Yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, I have to mention that uh, when I was talking to Grizz, I was going to, you know, I can't come in, so I said, well, I'll just do a you know, a best of show or something, which I don't like to do. And Chris says, nah, don't do that. Get Marco to come in the studio and he and I will do it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, but, me too. Okay. But uh, anyway, uh, let's not waste all our time on Chit Chat. The, of course, one of the the main reasons that our audience wants to know about Cuba is uh, what's in the water. And, you know, well, I know that, you, go ahead. you've got world-class fishing on every aspect. Um, you, you certainly don't have the, the giant marlin grizz has, but we got plenty of marlin. We've got um, good bonefish, good meat dropping, snapper fishing, wahoo, mahi, um, freshwater bass, um, pretty much the whole gamut. Well, uh, you got, when I was down there years ago, You've got the best and the biggest mutton snapper I have ever seen in my life. You know, and they come up down there. They, it's very regular. They come up on the flat, so they make great uh, light tackle or fly targets uh, following the rays. And they really, I mean, it's it's uh, it's amazing how many you find on the flats there. I'm with you. Great mm-hmm. fish. And how- oh, yeah, great fish, hard, hard fishing, uh, or not hard fishing, hard fighting fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, they fish. almost remind you of a, you know, of a jack, like a rooster fish mm-hmm. or something. Now, they taste a whole lot. They I, taste I got a whole lot better. It was too <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't eat rooster fish. Uh, Phil, quick question for you. If you're going to visit Cuba, everybody knows about Havana. Uh, is that where you go? Is there multiple places you can go? Oh, there's, there's you know, I, I, I spent the last three years, as you know, researching uh, fishing spots for the new book I'm coming out, Fish Q&L, and I still haven't covered everything. There is so much to see there and do. Right now, we're concentrating around Zapata, which is very close to Havana. Uh, we've got the basis of an environmental school for the local kids in uh, Highway Grande and Playa Larga um, under the 
the guidance of the head guide for uh, Enderin Charters, who runs Zapata, mm-hmm. and it's a lifelong um, uh, pursuit for him. He's been doing it for quite a few years on his own, but we, we've got some some PhDs and some, you know, um, uh, Patrick Hemingway is a spokesman, uh, a group together. We're going to establish a, a real school there, uh, which will give these kids, uh, first of all, give them basic knowledge of English, and secondly, it'll teach them the skill of fly tying, which they can make a few bucks on. But mainly, it's going to teach them that preserving their homeland right there, that's a pot of swamp. Um, by preserving that and, and uh, keeping the poachers out, keeping it for the fly fishermen, that economically, that's the very best use of the resource. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate enough to put, put together a group that include five PhDs, um, two from Cuba and three from the States. Actually, six with Jeffrey Botwell, and um, I'm way over over my head on that. But they have brought a level of expertise to this uh, endeavor, um, setting baselines for water quality, teaching the students how to measure water quality, uh, setting baselines for fish populations, teaching these kids how to do fish counts and estimate the population. It's just a whole different level of environmental protection that Cuba really hasn't been uh, used to. Mm-hmm. They've been they've done a good job where they could. But uh, once again, for lack of resources, uh, it's been a struggle for them to keep these areas preserved. And Zapata is one of the finest uh, mm-hmm. uh, preserves, not just in Cuba, but the whole Car- entire well, Caribbean. If, if you want to go down there and go fishing, um, you mentioned that you know products are very difficult to get. Uh, what about mm-hmm. fishing charters? Are, you know, are they easily available? Are they expensive? And you know, how far do you have to travel to catch fish? Well, it, it's, there's a variety of things available. I've, you know, I've got everything from uh, inflatable kayak river fishing at, you know, three or four hundred bucks for a couple of days to six hundred dollar a day um, uh, world class flats fishing or silk and tarpon fishing. A thousand dollar a day it will get you a charter boat out of uh, Marina Hemingway. You've got Marlin Wahoo, the whole nine yards. So, so the, the, the prices th- are not, okay, are the not th- third world prices. The thousand dollars. The thousand dollars is for the cruiser where you take four people. Four six, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's not bad. Yeah. No, no. I want to interrupt for a minute because John made a comment a while ago. <laughs> And I don't know. I, I've been to Cuba. I've fished a lot around. But John made a comment of hunting. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did not know there was hunting in Cuba. Is oh, yeah. there hunting in Cuba? I ask. Yeah. What? I've got a guy lives down. I've got a guy lives down the street from me, and he'll put you in the car and drive you out to the woods and go dove hunting. Um, on the south side, or duck hunting as well, but on the south side during this time of year, during the, the migration of duck hunting and the um, uh, dove hunting are excellent. What about wild oh, pigs? Oh, so you're, they're wing yeah. shooting there, but how about shotguns and shells and all of that? Well, you bring you bring them in just like you would any other hunting destination you go to, and you check them in through customs. It's not illegal to bring them in. It's illegal to bring them okay. in and report it. Now they they, now they, the they keep cutting, very tight. Would it be sea ducks or would you be shooting stuff like mallard, pintail, teal, gadwall, widgeon? Holy moly! <laughs> I know I know the teal. <laughs> Actually, oh, okay, he, all right. Just, Sorry, we just jumped out of my level of expertise. Let me know. Okay. He just he just jumped out of my level of expertise. What about uh, pig hunting or any other uh, game animals? 
No, not really. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it right now. It's, it's they're still in transition there. Mm-hmm. They've got a few exotic animals. That actually, there's some in Zapata. Uh, some of the curly horned antelope from Africa. Some, you know, some things they brought back from Angola. But I don't know how. Um, uh, I know that there's there's plenty of deer in some areas, regular white-tailed deer as well. But I really don't think there's any organized hunting to that effect right now. Mm-hmm. They're not deer. Isn't they're the finding deer Cuba. they have were the keys deer, the deer, the keys coos deer that were protected that they brought actually out of the keys and and put them there in nineteen in the nineteen forties. Uh, they, they were probably they probably been eating grizz. They were probably eating during the special period. <laughs> okay, well, that's true. Too. <laughs> if they if they if they ate that Cuban sea rat and tarpon, I guarantee you the deer went. Um, <laughs> yeah. say, well, that's true. And say what say, but you have to understand too that Cuba is developing their uh, their tourist uh, industry towards a no kill type situation. They're not going to yeah. promote hunting really big because they you know they're basically a. Um, I don't want to say a, a tree hugging society, but they don't have a history of hunting like anymore. That was interrupted with this fifty year yeah. um gap. So mm-hmm. beforehand, yeah, if you read about what happened before the revolution, uh the rich planters and the, and the people did a lot of hunting. Mm-hmm. But um after the revolution guns were not something you wanted to have around. Yeah. Yeah. But uh the other question is that if you're down there, um how far do you have to travel uh to, to get into the fishing grounds? Well, with the kayak fishing thing, we've got spots within 45 minutes of uh, Havana. Mm-hmm. Um is only two and a half hours away. Uh, we've got some other some people who really want to kind of like do it yourself uh, and don't want the expense of the charter. There's some, there's some very, very good areas on the north coast, about six hours to the east of where I am, mm-hmm. uh, around um, um, Playa right. Santa Maria. Right. And there's, and there's, uh, those areas, you right. can actually hire a walking guide, go into the park, okay. do your waiting for bonefish, or right. with, with a kayak, and, inflatable and, kayak. And, there, there, and there's, accommodation, the there's accommodation, accommodations there? Oh, yeah. We use, now we use Cospiculars, like I've explained to you in the past. We use Cospiculars uh, mainly because um, they're the best bang for the buck, and it helps the Cuban people directly. Yeah, um, you're okay. paying the money directly to the people, then they pay a yeah. tax on. Kind, kind of like and the I be- like that I- yeah. idea better than paying Malia Cohiba four hundred dollars for room, right? And then yeah. the maid, the maid gets whatever you leave as a tip. Yeah, say. right. How big are your bonefish? We've got them. I tell you, on that North Shore, I have seen them uh, as big as twelve, fourteen pounds. Wow! Be, wow! Yeah, be fun, Do you fun, have yeah. any permit move in? Yeah, there's, it's not it's not um, any better than permanent fishing in most most areas. Um, similar to Keys, uh, they're there. They're once again they're they're you know they get in shallow water. They get real hard to mm-hmm. to. Uh, but I hooked about a, well, about a twenty eight twenty nine pounder there in Kea Cruz and a half ago. Phil, so, losing it, but still uh, there. A quick question for our listeners. Um, Apparently, it's easy to get there by air right now, and it's not terribly expensive. You can get there direct flights from most of the places in the United States. But if someone's going to go there, let's say they spend a day fishing, you know, and a day just hanging around and going to some hotels and, you know, seeing some sites, about what would it cost them to do that? Well, I'll tell you, we've got a... I just put together a couple packages for the new year with the new pricing and everything. And you can figure that you can do Havana... You can do a long weekend, three days, four mm-hmm. nights, yeah. two days of kayak fishing, and a full tour, full-blown tour of Havana 
for um, around five hundred dollars plus airfare. Wow. Um, okay. Oh yeah. All right. You can uh, do. The other, you the, can do the package okay. I put together was, was three days mm-hmm. offshore fishing. Okay. Uh, two well, days in Havana. So, so, so we're about out of time. Um, so how do we? How do we that get? Was, that do, was seventeen hundred per angler. Okay. How, how do we get in touch with you? How do we book this? All of this is on uh, fishcubanow.com. Okay. Fish or it will Cuba. be. I'm getting ready to post a new price. There's some okay. stuff on there now. It, but, but the website it'll be, is, it'll be posted pretty quickly. The website is fishcubanow. Fishcubanow.com. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, it's so much fun to talk to you, and and every time we well, do, I get more you. excited. And uh, Grizz, we appreciate you very much. And uh, of course, we didn't get enough time to talk about what we wanted to talk about, but uh, I think everybody learned a lot. And yeah, there you go. Okay, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com, or you can listen to us on line just about anywhere. So, thanks for tuning in.